WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Now at 8 on Open Lines. The COVID-19 pandemic has changed our way of life and put some of our community's most vulnerable at a greater risk. This morning, Horizon House, a homeless outreach center, tells us what's being done to support those living on the streets during this crucial time. Plus, you may be stuck at home, which is helping you get to know the people you live with a bit better, but also impacting your daily routine. And while sometimes that works, other times it could be a challenge. This hour, we talk to a therapist for tips on how to maintain your mental health and get along in the age of social distancing. And hiring Hoosiers. Thousands of positions are open right now. We're connecting you with a job and answering your employment questions during the coronavirus pandemic. I'm Ebony Chappelle. And I'm Cameron Riddle. A special two-hour edition of Open Lines starts right now. Good morning and thank you for tuning in to Open Lines here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3 FM. I'm Ebony Chappelle. And good morning to you. I'm Cameron Riddle. Uh, Ebony, we got a big show again this weekend. We do. We do. We also have with us in the studio a very special guest host. Our Community Affairs yes, Director. Yes, absolutely. Tina Cosby. For, thank you, thank you, thank you for inviting me in. Thank absolutely. you. <laughs> Tina, it was great to spend time with you on your show on yes. AM 1310 92.7 FM this week. Yeah. Uh, community Connection. And so mm-hmm. as Radio 1 continues its full effort uh, to get everyone up to speed with coronavirus, what you need to know and the things you didn't need to know, we're having you back here uh, this weekend. Absolutely. So we have, as Cameron mentioned, a jam-packed show for you. Um, But before um, we jump into that, we just want to make sure that you guys are taking care of yourselves, um, that you are staying alert to what's happening in the news. We have PSAs that are running on all of our stations, and we are just keeping you up to date with what's going on. Um, Tina, what are some of the things that you're hearing from people um, while you do community connections this week about what's going on? Well, the, the main thing that, that people want to know is basically the latest. They want to be kept up to date. They want the, uh, yeah. the, the truth rather than the myths. And um, they, they just want to know. I, I, I just have found that people have a, an incredible appetite for knowing what the very latest is on everything and, and what they should be doing. Um, one of the things that um, our general manager and regional vice president, Dion Levingston, has done uh, in terms of being proactive uh, is the offer. He basically is offering free airtime to mm-hmm. uh, uh, community organizations that are responding to the COVID vi- virus for, uh, for uh, you know, for whatever they're doing. And he has pledged 10,000 spots. Wow, that is 10, incredible. And that so incredible. that's, yeah, that, and, and you know, is try as we may, there's just not, we can't get everything on. So this is going to help us mm-hmm. spreading the message as well because, I mean, there there's so much. There's so, so much, much there. and, and so, so many, you know, different people in the yeah. community have stepped up uh-huh. um, in a major way to help out. So what kind of groups are you looking for for this these 10,000 spots? Uh, you know, first and foremost, not-for-profit, uh, non-commercial groups that are literally out there helping people who are in need and people who have been impacted uh, by the uh, the coronavirus. So uh, we'll start with that. Uh, immediately, once uh, Dion released uh, the press release and we, we made the announcement, 
uh, we started getting uh, an influx of people that wanted to become a part of this this outreach. And so, mm-hmm. as you can well imagine, it's going to take a little time to vet it, but we're going to get it turned around as quickly as possible, Ho- hopefully within the next day or so, because I've been going through um, the folder uh, all weekend and just sorting it out, and then we'll go from there. But we truly uh, encourage any not-for-profit organization that is out there helping the community to give it a give it a shot. We'll, Absolutely. We'll, we'll run your PSA. Yes. So can. how can they get in contact with you for that? Uh, the easiest way is via email, tcosby at radio-one, and one is spelled out O-N-E dot com, tcosby at radio-one.com. Excellent, excellent. So you all that are listening, um, be sure to send an email to Tina and to let her know about what it is that you have going on that is um, positively impacting the community. So, Ebony, uh, with that, uh, a lot of people are, if they are listening to us this morning and not sleeping in, mm-hmm. uh, and they're doing so because they are not um, going to church. Yes. Uh, I don't know about you ladies, but it was me and four <laughs> other people on the way on the highway this morning. Yeah, there Pretty was much. nobody on the street when I was coming, so I could just yeah, zoom, zoom right zoom in right here. <laughs> we're we're going to get spoiled, you know, because yes. when it gets back to normal, it's not going to be like that. But no. I, you know, I kind of <laughs> ran into the Methodist hospital crowd because I guess because uh-huh. of the route that I take to work. Got and it. I was like, what are all these cars doing? Out here? And then as I was coming down um, uh, Capitol, mm-hmm. I noticed they were all turning in and turning off. I said, oh, okay, I got caught up in the Methodist. Yeah, they're either going to work, coming to work, from work. Yeah. Work. But but yeah. for the most part, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty vacant. And yeah. that's good. That's it a is. great thing because that means people are, are, are isolating. They're staying to themselves. And, you know, the fewer that are out there, the less chance the virus has to spread. Absolutely. And we know that that is containment right now is really, really difficult. Yes. So to that point... Uh, a lot of people are staying home and it's changing, you know, how we maintain ourselves. We're seeing people who we don't normally see at certain times. And uh, my dog is wondering why he hasn't been in the cage in several days because <laughs> somebody's always at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my cat um, is having a little bit of social anxiety. I've had to figure out how to separate myself from her so that she does not get used to me being there 24-7 because I went to go take out the trash and she had a fit. And I was like, I need you oh, to calm down. Yeah. So, yeah. It's going to take some um That's interesting that you mentioned that, uh, the anxiety, because I was I was looking at some of the uh, some of the talk shows uh, over the weekend and they were talking about take a break from it because uh, one of the like we were saying and Cameron was was sitting in with us. Uh, one of the things people just want to know what you know, they want to know more. They want to know more. They want to know more. And sometimes yeah. you have to take a break from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Kane even said it last week. Uh, here that she likes to watch Perry Mason late at night. You know? Yeah, just yeah, just yeah, one hour. She, Which, you know, she, yeah. If Dr. Kane can afford an hour, we can too. We so. can, you know. And now, you know, I think it's a great time to um, bring on our for- first guest this morning, um, Sharon Mason, who is a licensed family and marriage therapist um, to talk about all of this because people really do need to be sure to take care of their mental health during this time. Uh, so let's yeah. see, Sharon. Uh, Sharon Mason. Is, hey, yes, you are yes. on the air now. Good morning. Good morning to you. Yes. So, Sharon, talk to us a little bit um, about what you are um, encouraging people to do during this time, and how are you maintaining as a as a therapist that works with people in their mental health all the time? Okay. So, um, as it was just mentioned, definitely taking a break. Um, from the social media, from the media in general, and just giving myself an opportunity to breathe outside of information 
just being put on me in regards to uh, the virus. So just taking those breaks, sometimes, of course, we want that information, but then it also can be very anxiety-provoking. So just making sure to take those breaks. Absolutely. Taking them and then allowing people to know when they're just inundating you with the information that, uh, you know, maybe not right now or let's have a conversation about something outside of that because you have to set those boundaries. And sometimes people kind of want to unload, but if you're not in the place to where you can receive that, you have to let people know that, hey, um, hey, let's discuss something else. Let's do something else. Indeed. So, Sharon, as we are uh, are sitting at home and uh, so so like my wife, she uh, works during the day, normally from an office downtown. Mm-hmm. I'm typically uh, at work and out of the house at night. So we work opposite shifts. But now we're seeing a whole lot more of each other and we have an <laughs> office that we share. Um mm-hmm. It's working out well for us because, um, you know, we have respect for each other's uh, style of work. So when I'm at my desk at home in our shared office, I usually have the TV on and then my bathroom is next to the office. So when I take a shower, I usually have music blasting. But now she's home. And so that I haven't. Um, so she doesn't file for divorce already. <laughs> I have um, adjusted. So I'm not playing the music uh, unless, you know, I check and say, hey, is that OK? Um, I'm not sitting at uh, the desk with the TV on, you know, as loud or without her permission. Can you talk about how uh, it's time to make some concessions and some negotiations and as we get through sharing the house in a different way now? Yes, absolutely. So it's about being proactive and having those conversations about, you know, what it is that's comfortable uh, to you, what it is that's comfortable to the other people that's within the house. Because like you said, some people like a little bit louder, some people like it quieter, some people require certain things. But if you don't have that conversation, then chances are you're going to run into some issues. So it's being mindful that, um, We have other people in the space that normally may not be there and looking at how is it that I can assist you in being able to be the best at your job during this time that's difficult pretty much for everyone. Um, It's an adjustment and oftentimes we see the struggles that we're experiencing and those changes, but we have to realize that we're all going through something to different extremes. So to have those conversations and to sit down you know, hey, what's um, what's your day going to look like? Um, when might you need this space to yourself for a little while? And how is it that we can come together and just have the conversation up front as much as possible and be proactive in that? Absolutely. So another question, I'm kind of dovetailing off of Cameron's point, for families that have their, their young people at home mm-hmm. right now and all of them, you know, I'm seeing families where they have the little ones that are off from school, but then they have their teens that have moved back from the dorms. You have yeah. everybody together all at once. And then if you have to do e-learning and mm-hmm. you are not a teacher by, by calling, like that's not your ministry, but you're having mm-hmm. to try to figure all of this out. Um, what can you suggest for families to make sure that they are honoring each other's space and not getting ready to like attack each other when they're all under the same roof? Uh, once again, uh, to sit down. So of course with the little ones, it can be a little bit more difficult, but sitting down and 
hey, this is what it's going to look like today. What is it that you need? Sometimes we as adults, we've got this plan in our minds of what it needs to look like, and we don't necessarily ask for the input of the little people, but as much as possible, uh, we need to do that because they're going through this change and this adjustment as well. So, you know, hey, what, what are you needing? Um, you know, is this going well for you? What part of it is going well? What's difficult? Um, are you needing your space? Because, you know, the little people need space as well. So how can we set you up in an area to where you can be um, as comfortable as possible given that you're not in your classroom during this time? Okay, so let's set this timer maybe so that during, at this point when this goes off, now let's have some family time. So kind of setting it up and getting everyone's buy-in as much as possible up front rather than we set this agenda um, as adults or as individuals in this phase and it's not necessarily working for everyone, but because we feel this is what's best, then this is what it's going to be. Um, this isn't the time for that. This is the time for everyone to have um, as much of a say in it as possible. Thank you so much for your time and for um, just your expertise in this area. We appreciate you for what you're doing to help us with our mental health during this time. Oh, you are more than welcome. Have a wonderful weekend. Well, remainder of the weekend. Yes, you too. Or is it the start <laughs> of the weekend? Because every day is the weekend for a lot of people. You know, oh. I, I wish I lived oh. that life. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon, right. thank you so much. You are welcome. Bye-bye. All right. So, you know, it's time to make those concessions as we uh, share spaces with people who we who we like and we love, but we don't normally see, you know, at those regular times of the day. Absolutely. I wonder how many new things people have learned about those that they live with by being, you know, under the same roof during this time. I'm sure there's been a lot of discoveries made. I'm sure there are. Um, And so. Um, you know, as we continue to talk about uh, how this is changing people, Ebony, um, there are is always the un uh, the forgotten population, the unthought of population, Absolutely. and that's the homeless. Yes, so we definitely um, are so happy to have Marcy Lujigo, um, who is with Horizon House. And Horizon House, I came to know them a few years ago through doing some volunteer work, but they are a homeless outreach center, and this is a place where people um, who are homeless can come in and they can take classes and go and see a doctor, get a hot meal. They can get um, clothing, other items that they need to survive and use the computers as well. They can also pick up their mail there. So it's a place that they can use for a mailing address. But during this time of COVID-19, so many different organizations are being forced to reconfigure the type of services that they're offering so um, we wanted to hear from the horizon house about how this population is being taken care of during this time all right so uh let's see if she's on the phone right now on the open lines live line marcy are you there good morning yes good morning hey marcy how are you I'm great. How are you guys? I'm good. Great, great. Marcy, and for my um, purposes, what is the correct way to pronounce your last name? Lujigo. Lujigo. Okay, I got it right. (laughs) So thank you again for um, being here with us. And I mentioned about some of the different things that Horizon House has traditionally offered to the homeless population. Um, But what does that outreach look like during this time of COVID-19? Yeah. 
So we've been collaborating with other service providers and with the city to determine what services are still being offered and available for those that are experiencing homelessness in our city. And we are trying to ensure that we are thinking about filling in the gaps. So, for example, the city is setting up um, 15 hand washing stations that are publicly available to those that need a place to go and be able to wash their hands. Um, Our shelters are remaining open. So Horizon Health, uh, several days ago, we coordinated the distribution of hand sanitizer to those that are unsheltered. And uh, we are continuing to coordinate and deliver basic needs. So that'll look a little bit different on Monday as individuals will come through a more walk-through setup. Again, we're trying to help practice the social distancing. Uh, many of our neighbors are vulnerable with their health, and so we want to be mindful that we're helping them to stay healthy. Absolutely, and also protecting your volunteers and your employees as well in the process. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, what is being shared with those that are unhoused and those that are, you know, living on the streets. What kind of information are you sharing with them about how to protect themselves from um, transmission of the virus? Yes. So we are trying to make sure that accurate information is, is making its way to them. They have had a lot of questions like everyone else in our community. And so we have worked really closely with Eskenazi Health Pedago, which is a clinic that's on site and partnering with us. So we've had up-to-date information through the hospital system, and we have been sharing that information with our neighbors, reassuring them, um, helping them with any crisis management, and just supporting them through this time, as it's a difficult time for everyone in our community. Absolutely. So you mentioned about um, you all coordinating the distribution of hand sanitizer and you're still going to be offering basic needs to people visiting um, Monday through a walkthrough situation. How can a community support? Because I know that you rely heavily on donations and things like that to provide different services to the unhoused. But how can the community support what it is that you're doing currently? Yes. So in addition to the on-site services that we'll be offering starting Monday, we have increased our street outreach efforts and reallocated some human and financial resources to address those needs of those that are not housed. Um, So we are training all of those individuals to screen those neighbors that they visit with the health questions and then um, connecting them to health resources if that's what they need. We're providing hygiene kits, socks, um, and other essentials. We'll provide food kits, sandwiches, bottled water, dry blankets if those are needed. Um, and so the community can support us because um, in such a way that it continues to support those basic needs. Um, we've always been known as an organization that really uh, focuses on development while we offer basic needs to build trust with individuals and to make sure that those are met. This really isn't a time where a lot of development is able to take place. You know, not a lot of people are hiring. Um, It's difficult to navigate systems or um, community resources that are shut down. Um, And so we've really um, looked internally and focused on what those basic needs are. And there's a list at horizonhouse.cc that is our wish list. Those uh, items can be shipped 
to our location so that we can get those distributed. Individuals can also, through our website, horizonhealth.cc, give to our efforts. Um, those financial resources are amazing for us in this time because on a week-to-week basis, we're able to just purchase and acquire what we see that our community is in need of. Yeah. Um, Marcy, the, um, this is Tina, Tina Cosby. Yeah. Um, uh, at one point in time, uh, IMPD was uh, was on my show, and they talked about a homeless unit that they had in place, and that this unit basically uh, patrolled uh, the homeless camps, uh, a number of camps that are around the city to make sure, and they checked in on them periodically to make sure they were okay. Um, are any of the organizations like yours working in conjunction with with IMPD and some of the others, you know, are you all coordinating efforts or is everyone kind of doing their own thing? Yes. So Horizon Health has been the hub for what in Indianapolis is referred to as a professional blended street outreach team. Uh-huh. And that does include those members of IMPD's flex team. Okay. So they continue to work with us. Um, a number of organizations around the city work with us on that. And that is a system that's already been in place so that we can ensure that we hit all the different locations and we're not replicating resources to just one or two maybe encampments, but that as we know where people are staying and where people are in need, then we are in a coordinated effort. We're strategically sending teams out. Okay. Makes sense. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, Marcy, what can you share as we wrap up about the importance of even we're all in a a collective crisis right now, um, depending on, you know, what your experiences were before COVID-19. This crisis might be a little bit harder on you. What can you share right now about the importance of making sure that our communities most vulnerable aren't forgotten during this time? Yes, I would say in addition to supporting our efforts through HorizonHealth.cc, um, a number of our neighbors are, have an increased level of feeling outside of the community or their anxiety is heightened, as is everyone. Um, and so a number of them have just said that they just greatly appreciate when any individuals smile and say good morning. Um, and treat them like any other member of the community while we're all practicing our six feet of social distancing and stuff, Um, just recognizing that, um, you know, uh, that they are a part of our community, they're in this with us, um, and that uh, we're all trying to follow the the guidelines that we're receiving about how to minimize the spread. And um, I would say that that's probably the only other thing I can think of. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Marcy. Just the the simple power of having a smile when you see somebody on the street, how far that can go to help someone. Thank you so much for your work and for being on the show this morning. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, ladies, uh, Tina, uh, as we continue to uh, get our folks through uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, this pandemic, the loss of Mm -hmm. jobs, Radio 1 is making it its full initiative to give back 10,000 commercial spots. Around here, we call those public service announcements, but we're giving away 10,000 commercials for area businesses who are still out there trying to keep their doors open and what would normally cost you a couple of bucks to get your commercial on the radio uh, in any other time, we're giving it away for free. Yeah, free airtime. And um, K 
Cameron and Ebony, not just businesses, businesses, organizations, individuals, anyone out there on the front lines that is working to help those who have been affected and impacted by uh, by this 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 outbreak, mm-hmm. um, this crisis, uh, and wants to, wants to get their message across so that the message can reach even more. That's who we want to hear from. Yeah. Um. And and we want to make sure that it's uh you know it's non commercial in nature, obviously. Uh, because uh, that me- leaves room for the people that are out there actually doing the work as opposed to advertising. So this is free airtime, but it has to be of a community nature. But guess what? 10,000 spots, we're going to make it happen. So by all means, get in touch with us, tcosby at radio-one-one.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll get – We'll. St- I- I'm thinking, Cameron and Ebony, that we can get those on the air starting probably – Monday, if, some Monday or Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday at, at, yeah. at the latest. Yeah, I at the latest. See that. Uh, we'll start getting those on there. And, um, hey, we're going to be moving pretty quickly. Uh, and, uh, you know, we need your input. So, by all means. And so, as we do that, as we get ready to move into the nine, to the 830 hour, we're going to start talking about employment. There are uh, thousands of jobs out there, believe it or not. Uh, as you can imagine, millions of people across the country are out, of, are out of work. Millions of people here in Indiana alone are out of work, sitting at home, uh, not going anywhere, and who either need money or just simply want something to do. And so, uh, for the next hour, starting at 830, we're going to be connecting you with uh, the jobs right here in Indiana that are hiring. Uh, we will be uh, having Employee Indy on as well by phone to talk about unemployment. A lot of jobs have gotten tricky with the unemployment saying, uh, well, you still have a job, but you're furloughed or you have a job, but you work uh, a zero hour work schedule mm-hmm. right now. So how do we get around all of that? We will be answering those questions live on the air for you with the experts. Last week we had Dr. Uh, Kanan here talking about uh, coronavirus and how that's affecting you. Now we're having affecting your health. Now we're talking about how this is affecting your life and your pockets and how we can all survive this. So uh, stay tuned for that. But first, as we get ready to go to 830, we have uh, an employer right now who is ready to hire uh, thousands of workers and they are ready to hire you today. And that is CBS Health. Let's see who's hiring right now. Let's go to work. Hello, my name is Derek Vitito. I'm a senior HR director for CVS Health. Every day at CVS Health, we live our purpose, which is helping people on their path to better health. We're always looking for amazing people that are passionate about customer service, thriving in an ever-changing environment, and leading with heart. Those people who want to be part of something extremely transformational. Today, we have immediate openings in our CVS Pharmacy retail stores for both full and part-time positions. We also pay for training. So I encourage you and urge you to come join our family, and together, we can make a difference in the healthcare industry. We are recruiting for positions such as pharmacists, pharmacy technicians, store managers, store managers in training, store associates, cashiers, and many, many more. Salary? Well, it depends on your role and experience. But I encourage you to please go out to jobs.cbshealth.com retail and apply now for the position of interest. Again, that website is jobs.cbshealth.com 
www.cbshealth.com slash retail. We look forward to reviewing your application. Thank you and have a wonderful day. All right, and CVS, one of the thousands of uh, jobs out there right now, ready to hire you today. Get in contact with CVS. As we know, they are some of the people helping us get through this pandemic, and so they are hiring. Throughout the hour, we also are asking any business or restaurant that is still open, give us a call, 317-239-9696. We'll allow you to do a little bit of a shout-out. Who's got carry-out? Who's got breakfast this morning? A lot of people aren't going to church, but we're still hungry and you are still serving and so we're going to serve you here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3 when we come back from this break we'll be talking with Employee Indy about where the jobs are and how to get unemployment the right way you're listening to the Open Line Show Let's get back to Open Lines your eye on the community on Hot 96.3 Hi, this is Oshia Boyd, editor of the Indianapolis Reporter newspaper and Minority Business Magazine. You're listening to Open Lines with Ebony Chappelle and Cameron Riddle. And good morning, Indianapolis. We continue our special report on coronavirus, everything you need to know, this time focusing on the economic impact. What's it doing to your pockets, trying to get you a job, trying to keep your mental health together. And in a minute, we'll tell you about how we're trying to keep you looking good, because that is so important. As we continue through 10 o'clock this morning, myself, Cameron Little and Ebony Chappelle, and our Community Affairs Director from WTLC AM, Tina Cosby, are all in the studio. Throughout this hour, we want to invite you if you are a local business to call in and give us a shout out let us know that you are still there let us know uh, that we can come get some breakfast from you this morning carry out style of course uh, because we want to come and support during this difficult time and then for anyone else who is looking for a job we also want to hear from you employee indy will be on the phone in just moments to answer your questions about unemployment can you get it how do you need to sign up and if you don't want that where are the jobs we have all those answers but in the meantime we want to keep you looking good right ebony absolutely so coming up we are going to be talking with eric armstrong of her hair company um there are so many businesses tina and so many industries that have been impacted by COVID 19 and one of them is the beauty industry um people right now are wondering can i still see you know my beautician some beauticians have closed their books um because they're not allowing people to come into the shops anymore Et cetera, et cetera. Um, So there's just so much going on. So we're going to hear from Eric about what he is doing to still serve customers in his time. Yeah, indeed. And, um, you know, that's that area sometimes is one of the first that uh, that is felt the economic downturn because people, when they start to cut their budgets and figure out what's essential, what's Mm -hmm. not essential and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. Although there's nothing wrong with feeling good. There's nothing wrong with feeling good good. at all. And looking good. Yes, absolutely. So do we have Eric on the line? Yes. Hi, Eric. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Uh, Home quarantined. (laughs) Home quarantined. (laughs) Yes. Super important. Yeah. So so what is what has business been like and and what adjustments have you made uh, to make your uh, customers and clients uh, more comfortable with what's going on? Um, first, as far as like um, how my business has been effective, affected revenue-wise, um, I would I would to be honest, we we we've uh, lost about fifty percent of our revenue. Okay. Um, and um, 
we typically make about 40% of our earnings um, of our revenue throughout the year during this time because this is tax season technically. Um, therefore, our sales increase typically. And, and you know, we uh, we just have a large larger amount of sales. But with the COVID-19 situation, um, obviously people have, have had to prioritize. And so the sale of extensions has lowered mm-hmm. while um, during this time, though, the salon actually did pick up more so with more natural hairstyles. So, so how are you doing things? Like when you're open, are you are you scheduling uh, appointments further apart? Are you only allowing so many people in the salon at one time? Are you only doing certain services? I mean, how's all that working? Gotcha. Um, so, um, I, I have two elements to my business. So we have the hair extension sales, and then we also have the salon. Um, the ladies at the salon they they schedule per appointment. Um, and that's how they handle it to try to control traffic. Upstairs, um, we're we're pretty much our online distribution center. We do have retail, but our retail has been tremendously slow, as that's not been their priority. Um, so the traffic at my location has been slow, so we have, haven't had to implement rules of, you know, to control the traffic. Yeah, the State Department of Health has, I mean, you, you know, you all are bound by those... Uh, those guidelines have any of those um, strengthened at all? Are you or have you gotten any guidance from State Department of or what is no what is it the uh, not the State Department of Health what is the uh, the health department health department yeah the governing body that 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 you have to get you know certification for each year or what have you how's well, that well they they um, notified us via email on Friday prior to Friday I want to say that Illinois Kentucky and Ohio were banned but Indianapolis wasn't banned from servicing customers in the salon so um but but friday we got noticed that you know to pay attention that you may be having to close soon okay so mm-hmm. um i'm just just paying attention and staying you know uh uh focused on that and just making sure that we do what we can you know um it's kind of tough you know we have the element of trying to service the customer and our you know and our stylist you know trying to make some money. So it's kind of like a tough situation for somebody like myself and young entrepreneurs. Absolutely. So we know that um, when all of this is said and done, people are going to be trying to return back to life as, as normal as possible. How are you all still working to keep customers um, engaged and what kind of services are you offering them that are maybe a little bit different than what you would traditionally be able to provide? Well, for us as a company, we've uh, been around for about eight years. And we use YouTube as a great tool to market our business. Excellent. Uh, that that being stated, you know, there's a lot of Q&A that we get via phone call or things of that nature on the website. So we, we typically direct people to her hair company, the YouTube channel, and or to a lot of the um, a lot of the ladies who model our hair. And they have a lot of do-it-yourself tutorials mm-hmm. to assist, whether that's installing extensions or doing, you know, updos and things of that nature. So, so we've been kind of like already kind of like pointing them in that direction just so that, you know, we still are offering something that gives value to them during this time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Eric. We appreciate your time and for just updating us on how her hair company is um, continuing to try to service customers during this time of crisis. But thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the beauty salons, and, and we don't want to leave out the barbershops because yes. um, we have a we have a young man over uh, just across the uh, 
just across the way from us. Who yeah, and that brother's yeah. wearing a hat. The brother's wearing a hat. Okay. And you know yeah. what? <laughs> you know, now might be a good time if people can, re- you know, it might be a good time to get creative with your hat game because a that, lot of people might yeah. be wearing hats yeah. to, to cover up. And guess what? I don't think anybody's going to be judged if it, you know, if they're just not totally mm-hmm. beat out and not totally together. For sure. Because we all know that these things are being compromised. And again, um, you know, one of, one of my stylists had told me a while ago that when things, you know, when there's an economic downturn or a shift, anything whatsoever, they are some of the first to go. So they always have to stay prepared anyway. Absolutely. So, um, because you just never know when there's going to be an economic downturn. Now, a pandemic, I don't know how anyone can prepare for that financially, but, um, you know, some of them do have some some mechanisms that are already in place to help them get through tough times and, and good for them because they are self-employed. Yeah. I mean, you know, they are, you know, they're entrepreneurs. They're some yeah. of our community's yeah. first entrepreneurs. And, you know, I think that this is a time, like you said, mm-hmm. get creative with the hat game or mm-hmm. um, like he said, YouTube, YouTube has been, you know, an invaluable yeah. resource exactly. um, for a lot of things. I've learned how to do things around the house on YouTube. I've learned how to cook certain meals even when it comes to like technology and stuff there's things that I've learned how to do exactly on YouTube because it was just easier um, for me to figure out how to do it myself so I think we're gonna have a lot of that and I thought about you know the salons and the barbershops because they have to be so clean already yeah, like there's like disinfectant everywhere barbicide etc so them taking that extra step to just go ahead and shut down I think yeah. underscores the seriousness of what we're experiencing right now. Well, I got to tell you, I'm hoping that my barber is still open today because uh, I still have to be on TV and I do have a collection of hats. Okay. But um, okay. it's looking rough you're, under you're this get, hat. You're, you're going to oh, get a pass, gosh. Cameron. You will get a pass, I promise you. I you don't will. know. The, you know, yeah. the, my line. Uh, you got to get that line. <laughs> you don't know how to do it yourself? Absolutely YouTube. not. Oh, okay. YouTube. <laughs> You know what? There's a young lady that works here and Uh her, she comes in with a different hairstyle. I said, your bills must be incredible because sometimes Uh midweek and these elaborate hairstyles, she said, I look on YouTube and I do it myself. She's been doing it for the longest. Anything you need to know. So Cameron, go on YouTube and figure out how to line that up. Uh, We going to jack up Cameron's hair. (laughs) See, the issue is uh, if if I do jack this up, everybody's going to see it because I'm on TV. So then I'll have to wear a hat. You're going to have that crooked line. And then it's going to be crooked for at least a week is is too uh, risky. So I'm hoping yeah. my man Al down at Red's Barbershop, since we're shouting out businesses today, mm-hmm. uh, is still uh, is still open because mm-hmm. uh, I am in need, and we certainly want to, uh, uh, as you said, keep our hairdressers and our barbers. Keep them in keep them in mind. Keep them in mind. Yeah. Keep them in business. Keep them working because uh, there are already millions of people who are out of work and yes. who are looking for unemployment. The unemployment numbers are skyrocketing across Absolutely. the country, across the state, because folks don't know when they'll be going back to work. It's mm-hmm. going to be uh, six weeks, eight weeks until further notice indefinitely. And so people are now looking for work. People yeah. are uh, trying to apply for unemployment. And some people are hitting roadblocks when they try to do that. Like I said, uh, some uh, folks have been told, well, you're furloughed. Some have been mm-hmm. told you mm-hmm. are um, working but with zero hours. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all. Or worse with like little hours. I have someone, um, and I mentioned this before, but her mother works in an area where they do elective surgeries. It's a surgery center. Mm-hmm. But her hours have gone down to eight hours per week. Wow. And she lost over $100,000 from her 401k. 
And yeah. it is just incredible. I haven't even checked my 401k and I won't I, be. I've been told not to look. No, at it. No, I won't and be I, looking at it. Because, I, yeah. yeah. There, because there'd be a lot of basket cases. The, the yes. good news that I've heard from financial advisors, if there is any in this, mm-hmm. is that if you don't look at it and just uh, stay put, it does return. Yes. Uh, well, and if you're well, uh, you know, if you're if your account is well managed and well distributed, uh-huh. you should be. Yeah, it should okay. be OK. And yeah. the one thing I like about the stock market is they have that circuit breaker. So it'll stop. And then if it gets too bad, mm-hmm. you know, they'll, they'll stop. You know, they'll shut down trading for a yeah. while. Well, as we talked about your mental health, you know, try to avoid uh, control what you can control, as we always have been saying here when it comes mm-hmm. to this coronavirus thing. So don't bring things on you that you don't need. But when it comes to uh, employment, that one is uh, uh, out of a lot of people's control. And so we want to help bring some ease to the mental health with that. And help folks who are trying to figure out how they're going to pay bills because uh, even though things have been delayed and pushed back, most bills are still due, due. on April 1st. Absolutely. And the first of the month is coming up. Yes, it is. Eight quickly. Days away. Yes. Quickly. Yeah. So to help you uh, with those questions, over the next hour, Employee India is going to be on our live line uh, to take your questions, to take our questions. We're also streaming on Facebook, streaming mm-hmm. on our app. You can send us question, questions that is through there, and we will ask uh, the experts that. And that expert is Marie McIntosh, who is on our live line this morning. Marie, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for having me this morning. Absolutely. We appreciate the the knowledge that you can uh, share with us uh, as we get into this. Uh, Callers, if you're listening and you have a question about unemployment, want to know where to get in line, how do you sign up, what are the parameters, uh, call us right now and we'll connect you with Marie live on the air, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696, or if you have a question for someone else. So, Marie, the first question, how are things looking uh, for um, jobs and unemployment right now? Well, I mean, I think that we're we're all going through this crisis together, and clearly the coronavirus, COVID-19, has affected our economy and a lot of workers out there. And, um, you know, the, the job situation is good in some sectors. Uh, so I know I heard the CVS spot earlier. There's definitely opportunities available in um, sort of warehouse distribution spaces and delivery uh, companies and that sort of thing. And I can go into more detail about those companies. But of course, there are lots of people who are um, hurting right now as their companies have decided to reduce hours or close amidst this crisis. Excellent. So for those um, companies that have decided to close, you know, their employees, you know, are kind of up in the air right now as far as their financial future is concerned and trying to figure out um, how to make all of this work for them. What can you tell us about the unemployment resources that are available and who is eligible and what the process is for applying? Right. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, those are great questions. And what I want to say first is that our partners at the state of Indiana, the Indiana Department of Workforce Development, they are the ones who are uh, in charge of running the unemployment insurance program for the state, and they have seen numbers skyrocket over the last week, of course. And, and so um, the best advice that I can give to all of your listeners on this program this morning is for people to go to unemployment.in.gov to uh, file a claim if they find themselves not working at all in the coming weeks. Yeah, and, and, okay, yeah. go ahead. 
Go ahead. No, I, no, you go ahead. <laughs> well, one of the one of the interesting things, and I think it's important to stress about that website is about and about filing a claim is that you can only do it online. There, there is no more going to an office or going to a, a branch or what have you. It, it will be online only. And I think a number of people need to understand that, that it is online only. Thanks for making that point. Yeah, it is. It is definitely uh, for the last decade, actually, we have had unemployment insurance claims available online only. Mm-hmm. So I think there are some people who think that they need to go into exactly. an office to file. And that's absolutely not the case. And it's not just online, like on a computer. It's also available via smartphone or mm-hmm. um, via like a tablet. Lots, all the devices we have today hopefully make it easier for people to be able to fly that, file that unemployment insurance claim. Yeah, indeed. So when it comes to the, the, the tricky wording um, with employment and unemployment, I should say, um, who can get it during this time, or, or I don't know what what is simpler to answer. Who can get it, or who can't get it right now? Yeah, no, I know it's it's really hard, and I I want to be clear that you know from from our perspective at Employee we would say that anyone who's wondering if they're eligible should apply to unemployment.in.gov because it's really set up as an eligibility system to to try to work through those issues of whether someone really can file for unemployment. Um, but I'll, I'll hit a couple of the highlights that, that I understand to try to help your listeners figure it out. So the, the state of Indiana, the Department of Workforce Development, um, considers someone unemployed if they worked no hours in the previous week. Mm. So Can you say that again? Because that's, that's all the difference right there. So if they worked zero hours and didn't bring in any wages on a weekly basis, um, unemployment insurance, you have to file for it on a weekly basis once you've been made initially eligible. And essentially, um, if you, there, there are lots of ideas about who's employed and who isn't during this time. Mm-hmm. But for instance, if your employer has said that, um, you know, they're going to shut down over the next three or four weeks due to the COVID-19 situation or maybe even longer, then, but then they want you to come back to work um, during the time that you aren't earning any wages you are eligible to um, apply for unemployment insurance. So I have a question for those people that are working and like the lady I mentioned that is only going to get eight hours. She, um, according to this, would not be eligible. But is there anything available for somebody that is in that position where their employer has not completely taken them off the schedule but has given them such minimal hours that it really doesn't result to anything at the end of the day? Actually, partial benefits are available as well. Mm. So if people mm. are if people are working a reduced schedule, some of it depends on the amount of earnings that are coming in, and they have, they have a great FAQ on the unemployment.in.gov website that explains some of these details in, in, in much more detail than, than I can, but, um, but in actuality, people who are working only part-time as a result of this crisis are still able to file for unemployment and see what they are eligible to receive from, their, from, from the state. What, what kind of time frame should people be looking at in terms of, you know, from filing to uh, realization that the money is in their account or on their card or whatever? How, do, how, how should people prepare for that? Yeah, I think that's 
that's a great question. I know that our friends at the, the Department of Workforce Development are working long hours these days to try to process all the claims that are coming in. So it's my understanding from, again, that FAQ sheet that um, the Department of Workforce Development provides that there is a one-week waiting period to receive your uh, claim after, after you've applied. And then the actual time frame for receiving the check in your account or in your mail would be like three weeks after that. So there is this period, it seems, where people have to hang on before they would be receiving the assistance from the um, Department of Workforce Development. Is that is that period, is that the normal wait time or is it uh, a period affected by the uh, by the COVID-19 virus? Actually, that that period is, I believe, a normal wait time. OK, um, that there is a there's always been a one week waiting period. Um, and then there is also a period of time where there's a lag in terms of the unemployment insurance payment going out. And I should, you know, I should reflect here that I appreciate, I was listening to your show earlier, and I know that you said that I'm um, an expert on this and I'm doing my best, but in reality, <laughs> the, the state folks are the expert on unemployment insurance. And um, I, I'm going to correct myself, actually, because I said that people receive, like, would receive a check, but I believe it's all done via um, debit card today. Yeah, they have an electronic system. Yeah, a lot yeah. of places. So I just received um, a question via text. I know that you all are working with so many employer partners. Um, one we heard from this morning, which was CVS, and another one we're going to hear from later on in the show. Um, quick question, if you could just give us a, a high overview of the par- partners that you're working with right now that are offering all of these jobs. And also the question from social is, um, what precautions are being taken in the distribution jobs? I know that each employer probably has their own system for how they're handling that, but is Employee Indy advising them in any way about how to make sure that their workers are safe um, when they're in these distribution centers and handling cardboard and metal and, and things like that? Sure. Let me go first with the list of employers. And we, we have this um, list of employers available on our Work One Indie, uh, doc website. Sorry? Go ahead, Marcy. Sorry about that. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So um, there are uh, the, wor- the, the employers who are available right now include Amazon, Cluster Truck, DoorDash, Fastenal, uh, FedEx, Grubhub, Instacart, Kroger, Lowe's, Meyer, uh, Nice Pack Products, Pizza Hut, Postmates, Uber Eats, and um, Walmart as well. And many of them are hiring at, at increased wages, I think, in part at higher wages than what might have normally been the case because of the um, the, the demand that exists in those particular areas right now. So, for instance, um, FedEx is hiring at $15.30 an hour. Uh, nice Pack Products is between $15.50 and $16.50 an hour right now. So there's a there's a variety of uh, different opportunities available. To the question about um, safety and, and employee indies ability to advise employers, of course, we take it very seriously and listen closely to what our state and local health departments are telling us, and we push that information out to the employer community, um, and we work in partnership with the Indy Chamber, who is also pushing out information to the employer community. 
but um, we don't have much ability to do anything beyond that. And it does end up being an individual employer decision, how they stagger um, employees and try to manage the social distancing requirements that are in place right now. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Marie, for being with us this morning and educating us on all things employment, unemployment, et cetera. Marie, can you can you stay on the line for a second as we take a quick break? We want to talk more with you on the other side. Can you hang on for a few minutes? Of course. No problem. Okay, we're going to continue to have this conversation with Employee India as we get uh, questions in from social media here this morning about your unemployment uh, benefits and how you can apply. We're already learning some things. If you ha- if you still have a job and you're just not getting any hours, you can apply for unemployment. Those are questions that we just got answers to. Mm-hmm. We're going to do more on the other side of this break when we come back for an extended edition of Open Lines with myself, Cameron Riddle, Ebony Chappelle, and our Community Affairs Director, Tina Cosby. You're listening to The Open Line Show. We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Now at 9 on Open Lines. While the coronavirus has put millions of people out of work, several businesses, including major retailers, are ready to hire thousands of Hoosiers right now. This hour, we're going to tell you what jobs are hiring, how much they pay, and how you can get the job today. Plus, churches and coronavirus. Doctors have given stern warnings about large groups and the possible spread of COVID-19, but it seems not every church leader is heeding that warning. This morning at 930, we talked to two local pastors about ways to worship without risking your health. I'm Ebony Chappelle. And I'm Cameron Riddle. The second hour of Open Lines starts right now. Welcome back. Welcome back to Open Lines here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3. Ebony Chappelle here with Cameron Riddle and our Community Affairs Director, Tina Cosby, talking about all things employment in the age of COVID-19. Um, before we went to break, we were talking with Marie McIntosh from Employ Indy. We want to get Marie back on the line to bring us up to date with all of the different employer partners that they are working with to bring the jobs to you because there are thousands of people hiring. Mm-hmm. Tina, what have you um, learned about what's available right now to people that are seeking employment? Well, the, the picture is, is, as you outlined it so beautifully, fairly clear. Either you've been laid off or you're, or, and looking for work, or you are working your, you know, your specialist. So um, in terms of the employment picture, um, there, there are so many uh, different things. One of the things that I have learned is that if you are laid off, uh, it's most important to find out when that last check is going to hit. That should be the first question you ask. If someone mm-hmm. says, hey, you're laid off or furloughed or Cameron, what, what's the language that you were talking about? Uh, if, you have, uh, if you are employed, yeah, employed but with zero but with hours. Zero hours. Yeah. yeah, all of those yeah. things. When is the last check going to be and how long will my health benefits uh, ex- be extended? And once you get that picture, Right that day, then you can kind of chart your strategy 
uh, going forward. But you need to know right away, when is that last check going to hit? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that is super important about the health benefits as well, because as we know, um, there are lots of people that are going to have to go into the hospital at Mm -hmm. some point to just have themselves screened in case they have come into contact Mm -hmm. with somebody that has the virus or they begin to develop symptoms on a high level. So we talked about the fever, Mm -hmm. um, the incessant coughing. And what were some of those other ones, Tina? I know you've done a lot of research on this. Uh, A lot of research. uh, (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of research has come in. But there's uh, virtual job seeker resources and career development um, tips are available on workoneindy.com. Individuals can email questions that they have to workoneindy.com or call 317 798 0335 during work one indie business hours to receive personal job seeker assistance, job seeker assistance. And that's that's really important, especially during times like now, because let's face it, this thing is spiraling. I mean, we're we you know, we're hearing reports that it it hasn't peaked yet, that we're just now starting to see the Mm. surge that everyone's talking about. So the personal attention that you can get, that's going to be very important to help you Mm -hmm. navigate uh, this thing and to help you just just stay focused and stay lined up. And the the check thing is pretty important when you're going to get your last check because that way you can time when and if you can apply for unemployment benefits. Because, you know, the two can't, I I don't think that they can... uh, they can coincide. Well, you, you mentioned personal attention, and that's yeah. what we're giving to folks right now with employee Indy Marie McIntosh is uh, still with us yes. uh, on the phone here. Uh, giving that personal attention and your questions, we're getting a lot of them in from social media this morning mm-hmm. about uh, unemployment and where the jobs are. We're going to continue to talk about uh, some places here in Indianapolis that are hiring, uh, some restaurants that are still open. We're going to hear from his place, Eatery, coming up in a minute. But Tina, you had a question when it comes to people, if they get a severance check that Absolutely. you wanted to ask Marie. Yeah. Uh, if, if you get a severance check and you know that you're not going to be working, say, for instance, you get your check and then you haven't worked any hours since your check and that severance check is with you. At what point can you apply for unemployment? Can you apply right away and start expecting to receive benefits? Or do you have to wait until that severance check um, expires until it's it's at zero or what have you? I, I don't know. What's the calculation there? My recommendation would be not to wait to go ahead and just apply for unemployment insurance, but there's a series of questions that you're asked when you're applying online at unemployment.in.gov, mm-hmm. and and those the the state agency will work out the eligibility. For instance, perhaps it is after severance. That would be my guess, uh-huh. but you'll be set and ready to go. Um, to receive your unemployment insurance checks at that time. So basically what you're saying is to get into the system and and create a profile. And whether or not you can start receiving benefits right away, that's not the issue. The issue is to be in the system so that it can trigger your application when it is time. Yeah, that's what I would recommend. I mean, I really liked what you said about, you know, when you know that you're going to be uh, leaving your job or that you've been um, laid off, to understand when your last check is coming, to understand you know, your medical benefits, those are great tips. But then I think right alongside of that should be to go ahead and just submit your unemployment insurance claim. Mm-hmm. Um, because benefits are complicated. Yeah. There's very complex form- formulas that they use. And um, I think that in some ways the state would appreciate the longer sort of uh, the longer road roadway to uh, getting some people their unemployment insurance benefits. Yeah, indeed, indeed. I'm thinking about um, just how backlogged the system might be right now because there are so many people Mm -hmm. that are 
either already have applied or will apply. Um, so what you guys said about getting your, your information in sooner than later, I think is crucial. Another thing I wanted to ask, do you have an idea of how many people have accessed this system so far? You know, the only idea I have is based on what the governor announced um, in his press conference last Thursday, I believe. And he said that the claims had jumped to 22,000 in that first week, um, just the first week. And generally, up until that point, I think they were experiencing more like um, like a, thousand, a few thousand mm-hmm. uh, prior to that. So it has jumped considerably. And I know that my, my our friends at the state are working hard to kind of repurpose segments of their staff at the Department of Workforce Development to be focused on trying to address all of the claims that are coming in. You know, I kind of wonder what the correlation might be between the uh, the numbers that the State Department of Health uh, release each day about the number of positive cases, the number of deaths, and the number of uh, those tested, uh, what that correlation might be. I mean, I'm sure it's not anything that we would know uh, right away, but I, I'm sure that there is some kind of a direct correlation there. I mean, 126 positive cases so far um, and 833 tested here in the state of Indiana, and it's in more than what, more than 20 counties now, I do believe. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, there's got to be a correlation there. So it's important to just keep track of everything uh, and how things are trending uh, to make sure that you get your information in and, and make sure that you're you're taken care of uh, as quickly as possible. We are on with, uh, with Marie McIntosh. Sorry, we're on with Marie McIntosh this morning uh-huh. of Employee Indy, uh, along with in the studio Ebony Chappelle and our Community Affairs Director uh, Tina Cosby from AM 1310, The Light 92.7. And uh, we welcome your calls. We're getting questions in about uh, on social media. Uh, we welcome your calls, 317-239-9696, to talk directly with Marie about where the jobs are. So, Marie, uh, we've been talking a lot about unemployment. There is a list of employers who are hiring thousands of people right now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There is a list. Yes, we are trying to keep that list as up to date as we can. So uh, what are some of the highlights on that list? We've heard from CVS this morning who's hiring people today. We're going to hear from Cato Foods coming up who's hiring today. What's your list looking like? Yep. Yeah, so similar. Uh, we have we know that Amazon is hiring right now. Um, Fastenal is hiring right now. FedEx, a lot of distribution centers are hiring because, of course, many people are choosing to have more things delivered to their homes. And then likewise, we have lots of uh, delivery systems that are hiring. So groups like Cluster Truck, who are, uh, you know, delivering food or Grubhub, um, Instacart, who delivers, um, you know, groceries, those kinds of groups. And then, uh, you know, Pizza Hut says they're hiring right now. Uh, Postmates is hiring delivery drivers. So, you know, I would I would say that at the moment what we have seen is a jump in uh, warehouse distribution, mm-hmm. in delivery. And then, of course, the grocery stores are all hiring like crazy as well to try to restock all the shelves. All right. They need stockers badly. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. there are so many people that are shopping um, in addition to those people having their things delivered. I know my mom is a fan of Instacart and the different services like mm-hmm. that because it just helps um, with people that live a, a busy lifestyle and now you know with everything that's going on people just wanting their safety first so being able to take care of that I did have a question about the length of time um, people can expect to um, receive unemployment benefits can you give us an, a scope mm-hmm. of how that works when someone applies and is then accepted 
Sure. Yeah. So this is interesting. It's an interesting time because uh, the federal government just passed a big package called Families First. Mm -hmm. And I know that the state is looking at that package to try to see what additional flexibility they might have to extend unemployment insurance and and expand who is available, who who can receive it, essentially. But um, so so I think it's in flux. But traditionally, it's 26 weeks. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But it is being extended because, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. um, just the the gravity of the time that we're living in now um, is a lot different than anything um, that anyone alive has experienced. Um, I know that some people have compared it to the Spanish flu, which, of course, was way before any of our times. Um, But the way that we are also interconnected now, it is just moving rapidly and affecting so many different areas of industry. Um, But Marie, could you remind us one more time about your website where people can go on and look at this list of employers and find out more information about the positions um, that they're hiring for and how much uh, the salaries are for each position? Sure. Yeah. So Mm workoneindy.com. If if people just go to workoneindy.com, we have information on that website about all of the services that are available to people looking to uh, get reemployed. And we also, as was mentioned earlier, we have a phone number where people can call 317-798-0335, or they can email us at questions at workoneindy.com to receive some personal assistance. And on that website, we list not only the employers, some of whom I've just mentioned, but we also list uh, some of the other resources that are available in the community to try to help people during this trying time. One of those includes, you know, uh, that Pete the Planner has offered his services up to anybody who is really struggling financially at the moment. Uh, And individuals can get started by emailing him at recover at PeteThePlanner.com. So there's just there's just a, a, a lot of resources. The community is really trying to come together. Absolutely. I mean, the, the city and CICP, CICF, CICP, all these groups are working to try to make sure that um, people have what they need during this um, unprecedented, mm-hmm. crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Marie, thank you so much for staying with us uh, for the better power, better part of the hour, uh, answering our questions and the questions we're getting from social media here this morning. Uh, uh, one more time, uh, the way folks can contact you beyond this show. One more time. They can get a hold of us at 317-798-0335 or questions at workoneindy.com. And our website is workoneindy.com. Also, if they're looking to file for unemployment insurance, they should just go straight to unemployment.in.gov and file online. All right, Marie, I know you said you're not an expert, but as far as the people in this room, you're the expert when it comes to unemployment right now. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for uh, being available and for all of the work that you're doing in the community. We appreciate that. Thanks to you for getting the message out. We appreciate you. Of course. Have a great day. You too. So we were talking, um, she mentioned, Tina, about Mm -hmm. so many different delivery services that are delivering food right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this is um, a time where a lot of people are having to break out their kitchen skills, but some of us just weren't born with that uh, (laughs) level of talent. And if you're used to eating out all the time, when the restaurant's closed, I know that that was probably really, really, really tough, but... Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I'm one of these people. I, I like to, to, to piddle around in my kitchen a lot, and I, I like to cook. I like to entertain. And yeah. um, 
some of the uh, some of the tools and uh, things that I've ordered online and stuff. Now's a good chance to yeah, play. Yeah, you some finally of these. get yeah. to use them. finally get to use them and play around with them. Yeah. Because, but I, I I cook on the regular anyway. Yeah, so it doesn't really uh, it's not really impacting me. One you way know, I used to I used to cook at least um, two to three times a week, and then my life changed yeah, and that was yeah. like non-existent so I finally went to the grocery store like I went to the grocery mm-hmm. store on the day that the schools closed my mm-hmm. mom texted me and was like Ebony um <laughs> you need to go buy some food because she knows that I had like nothing in there like uh-huh. wine and popcorn or something like stupid stuff not yeah. any like legitimate food I don't know wine and popcorn pretty good I mean it comes, <laughs> yeah, in, it comes handy. in handy it comes yeah, in handy so. but at some point in time you need yeah. some sustenance you need, you so do, do. yeah so it's been good for me to get back in the kitchen mm-hmm. and and cook because I do I love to cook as well so yeah. it's been really really cool um and, and yeah. you know what dr kane last week she said something really prophetic and i i loved it she was saying it jokingly but it's mm-hmm. true when yeah. you go to the grocery store if you have to go and, and pick up whatever uh there is an abundance of fresh fruits and vegetables yes, there are you know now if you try to get a ho-ho or a bag of chips or whatever those yeah. shelves are and that's what dr uh-huh. kane was alluding to last week that yep. the people are what they're stocking up on it, it's, it's random kinda, yeah it's yeah. random but i tell you what i got all of the potatoes and onions the things that yep. you need staples that you need to cook with i got Absolutely. fresh garlic i got green uh green onions stacked up like crazy i had Mm -hmm. no issues whatsoever but i use these things to cook with yeah me either i was able to get all of my fresh veggies and things and i learned how to lots of fruit yep i learned how to blanch things online Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. if you know for instance if you have vegetables and things that you are not going to use immediately blanch them and then freeze them so you can have them Mm -hmm. i've also bought a lot of frozen stuff yeah um, because with, you know, living alone, I'm only going to eat so much at a time. So I bought a lot of things that were frozen so that they can keep longer, uh-huh. canned goods, um, dry, shelf-stable food like rice and beans and mm-hmm. things like that. So that's what I've been encouraging my friends and family to stock up on. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, if you don't want to cook or you can't cook, uh, there are still businesses that are open out there who are waiting to take your order uh, via delivery or carry out, and we want to continue to support them as this is a difficult time for everyone, including the people who are still trying to serve and make a living. Uh, Somebody that's always been good to our Indianapolis community is the restaurant called His Place, and if you've had the food, then you know that it's some good stuff. Good stuff. (laughs) And so because they are so good, and the plates that they serve are so good, and they're so good to our community, we wanted to, as I said, open the phone lines up to our businesses uh, throughout the area who are continuing to serve and his place is one of them. Uh, the owner, James Jones, is on the phone right now. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you doing today? We are so good. We've had the food. We love it. Uh, we love you and what right. you do. And so we want to give this opportunity to you to let people know, uh, you know, your routine is out of whack this morning. But come down to his place and get a hot plate. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. you a plate on a Sunday afternoon. Yes. <laughs> Well, yeah, it'll it'll be a little bit different this Sunday than most. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, we're still um, operating um, the best we can at this time. Uh, we've um, kind of scaled our model down a little bit to uh, uh, just carry out, uh, which uh, for us, uh, we did a fair amount of carry out uh, anyway. Uh, so uh, for us, it was just an adjustment. Of course, business uh, being down all the way across the board. Uh, again, it's just an adjustment for us and um, trying to keep uh, our social social distancing at the same time. It's been um, quite an interesting uh, week 
of events so far. Yeah. Uh, first, let me make the people salivate while we listen to you. <laughs> what, what's on the menu today? Don't do that, Cameron. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen. It is. Too, yeah, you oh. go. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know, it's called His Place Eatery, Chicken and Waffles, Ribs, and Soul Food. So uh, okay. we have uh, plenty of barbecue, plenty of soul food. You're Typical things like fried chicken and uh, fried fish and things like that. And then we also have your uh, smoked barbecue ribs and rib chips. We even have our uh, almost famous uh, smoked meatloaf. Ah, uh, smoked so meatloaf. Things like that. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Never heard of that. That sounds yeah. fantastic. And yeah. I understand that the smoked meatloaf is uh, wrapped in pepper bacon. Oh, yes. 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 Okay. Yes. okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know the cooking technique. I just didn't know what it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wrap it in bacon. And yeah, cook it. yeah, yeah. Okay. Incredible. Yeah. That is good. So one question. You know, bacon makes yeah. everything better. It does. It? it really does. <laughs> so um, in terms of the social distancing, how have you guys um, worked around that? I know a lot of restaurants have been advertising because there are some people that are that are scared to eat out because of what's going on. So they're just unsure of so many different things right now. But some advertise uh, businesses have been advertising. This is how we keep ourselves clean. This is how we deliver the food to you and we don't touch you or come near you, et cetera. Right. Um, how has his place um, worked to you know, cover all of these parameters when it comes to safety first? Well, um, on, the, on the front end, what we've done is uh, we've um, paid a lot more attention to hand washing and uh, just things that uh, being a restaurant, we're required to do anyway, but mm-hmm. we just kind of have made sure that we've amped it up and made sure that we're paying more particular attention to things like hand washing, uh, wash, uh, wearing gloves, uh, things like that. And then uh, when it comes to the uh, customer uh, front, uh, we uh, have set up a system where the customers call in and we get the um, information from the customer and then we will bring the, the uh, food out to the car. Um, and our um, basically our servers have been transformed to more what we call food runners where uh, they're wearing gloves and things like that to take things out to the car. So basically trying to minimize the uh, customer contact as much as possible. And uh, even when people do come to place an order, we uh, let them place an order, and then we uh, ask them to wait in their vehicles so that um, we can uh, make sure we still are practicing the social distancing, uh, not allowing too many people in at the same time. We usually are uh, one or two people uh, placing an order at one time so that uh, we make sure we have that distance taken care of. So so what about your hours of operation? Uh, for us, we have uh, kept the same hours of operation. I think that uh, in a time like this, um, it's sort of a catch-22. Um, when you make too many changes, I think it hurts you more than it helps you. And so one of the things that we decided to do was just to keep the hours the same um, so that the, our customer mm-hmm. base, they already knew when we were open. Right. Uh, so, you know, so we're, we're, we're having a lot of uh, success with that so far. Uh, but again, just, just trying to keep as much uh, normalcy as possible. Uh, I think it makes the, um, I think it helps the customer base to understand when we're open and uh, things like that. And I think it also uh, helps to ease a little bit of, uh, of uh, anxiety as well, because there is a little bit of normalcy, at least with our day and with our employees and things like that. So what, what, what kind of feedback are you getting? From your customers uh, so, as you're going uh, through so this. Far, yeah. You know, so far it's been really, really positive. Um, 
the uh, again, our advantage is that we were um, we did a fair amount of carry out business uh, to start okay. with, so we did not have to redevelop the wheel. Uh, we didn't we didn't have to invent anything or try to ramp up uh, something that we weren't doing a fair amount of in the first place. So it made it a whole lot easier uh, for us to kind of just super serve that market, if you will. Um, so our feedback has been positive. Um, unfortunately, because there are a lot of uh, restaurants and establishments that have closed down. We've uh, actually uh, picked up uh, some people that have not uh, experienced our food before, which is a, a good thing in this in this uh, particular environment. Uh, so the feedback of, so far has been overwhelmingly good. Okay, that's great to know. All right, so the most mm. impor- important question here, uh, now that I've heard the menu, I've heard the hours, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> uh, we are we're on the east side of Indianapolis. Um, our, our physical address is 6916 East 30th Street. Um, uh, area-wise, just we're almost at the corner of 30th and Shadeland. So we sit off the corner of 30th and Shadeland. It's a uh, uh, sort of a red building. It's hard to miss us once you get to 30th and Shadeland. All right, sir, we appreciate you so much. Uh, as one of the restaurants still up there uh, trying to feed us, because in all of this, we still have to eat. And so um, on behalf of Radio 1, thank you for staying open. Thank you for serving the community 365, and especially during this uh, difficult time they're calling a pandemic. Sir, thank you so much. Well, thank you, and we appreciate you guys and all the work that you do in the community. And uh, we'll uh, get through this together. All right, uh, go check out his place. Get you a carry-out meal for today, Sunday yes. dinner. Yes, and have tip it. your food runners that used to be servers 20% or better. That's right. you got to take yes. care of the people take who care. are take care, taking care of you throughout this point. difficult time. Yeah, I'm a former waitress, so I oh, okay. have to so speak get up. To, get yes. There. yes. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. All right, so as we continue this morning, we are continuing to introduce you to employers who are hiring. And we heard from CVS earlier. We know Walmart is hiring, Amazon, Cluster Truck, uh, Kroger, everybody. Instacart. uh, Instacart. Uh, But Cato Foods has called in this morning, and they want you to know that they are hiring right now. All you have to do is come by. Let's uh, go see who is working right now. Let's go to work. Hello, my name is Laura Hester and I work for Kaido Foods. While these are certainly unprecedented times, our distribution and service center associates are uniting to ensure families have access to fresh foods. Since the onset of coronavirus, our sales volume is up two to three times in some locations resulting in short-term empty shelves until the next delivery arrives. To ensure we continue to meet the needs of independent retail customers we distribute to and our corporate-owned retail stores, Kaido Foods is hiring displaced workers and students for temporary positions, which may turn into permanent career opportunities. In our distribution centers, our greatest need is help with selecting orders. Positions we have available are for order selector, forklift operator, production clerk repack, and sanitation. Positions pay $12 to $14.50 per hour. Please visit our corporate website, careers.spartanash.com. All the Kaido Foods jobs are listed there. Again, our website is careers.spartanash.com. 
Thank you to Cato Foods for calling in this morning, letting us know who is working as we try to get you to work uh, during this pandemic of coronavirus. With that said, we've got to turn our attention to where a lot of us would be this morning, and that is at church. The conversation has evolved through the week about uh, worshiping and physically going to the church. It gets a lot of people riled up. So uh, we put in um, a couple of experts on this whole uh, going to church thing. And I say that because they are Pastor James Jackson and Jeffrey Johnson. They will be with us on the other side of this break to show us other ways how we can be worshiping on this Sunday as we're not physically in the building for health reasons. More coming up. This is The Open Line Show. Keeping you connected to what's happening in our city. It's Open Lines on High 96.3. Good morning and welcome back to Open Lines here on 106.7 WTLC in Hot 96.3 FM. I'm Ebony Chappelle here with Cameron Riddle and our Community Affairs Director, Tina Cosby, talking about all things COVID-19. We heard from a lot of employers this morning, um, giving us information about thousands of jobs that are open. So we will have all of that information on our website. And if you miss any of the show, you can go onto our website afterwards to catch that as well. But um, we're switching gears to churches, Cameron. So we are here from some pastors this morning talking about the effect that it has had on the church community. Yeah, the conversation we had this time last Sunday with Dr. Kane when she said, if you are having a congregation of older worshipers and you're still putting them in the pews, at minimum, you're being irresponsible. At the maximum, you are putting them at risk for death, to quote yes. her. And so with that, churches have had to make some um, all alternatives and some some changes so that you can still worship today and of course no one is saying not to worship but we're saying to do uh, according to the doctors to do it a little bit differently and so to talk about that is pastor james jackson he's on our live line uh right now good morning sir good morning uh what are your thoughts on and uh, on changing how we're doing this in the interest of health what have you guys done at your church uh, well, we have made uh, several adjustments, and certainly this has been a challenge for us. Um, but we said the church is not closed, uh, meaning that the church uh, is the people and not the building. So uh, we have online worship, and we've been set up that way for a long time. So uh, we'll still have a worship service, sort of like what you all are doing there and what uh, news uh, reporters are doing where I'm up here and we just got about 10 people who will uh, facilitate the service, but there won't be uh, a congregation out in front of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Um, Dr. Kane had been on throughout the week talking about this, and Tina and I had this conversation on her show. And the calls we were getting at the beginning of the week were people who were very upset uh, and felt like uh, they were being told that they couldn't go to church and they couldn't worship. That changed throughout the week is that uh, PSA from the doctor played um, how were you encouraging parishioners to say, uh, to let them know that, hey, just because you're not physically in the church, you're still worshiping. You're not being penalized for this. We're okay. Yeah, well, essentially, uh, we we gather together to connect, to worship, to hear the Word, to praise God together. Uh, this creates a major challenge uh, for the community of faith uh, because you're not able to have that kind of physical connection like what we're used to. Um, however, 
again, we're the ecclesia, which means called out. We're the church. So wherever we are, um, we're still the church. So even if we're not in the building, uh, the building is the place where we gather. It's a house of worship. It's a house of prayer. But the people are the church. And so we've encouraged people to stay online, stay connected. There's a lot of ministries uh, that are streaming ministry online. Uh, and we said, hey, it is, it's ministry also because of what we're facing. Um, this particular virus is unpredictable. It's very, very lethal. Um, and so it's sort of personal ministry where you're not in a place or putting yourself in a place where you can get sick and then make somebody else sick uh, if we don't have to. And it, it'll be all over, hopefully very soon. And we'll be able to uh, gather in our buildings once again. But Right now, the most important thing is making sure that everybody's safe. All right, uh, Pastor Jackson, I want you to stand by for a second. Ebony, uh, go ahead and toss to this because you talked with uh, Jeff Johnson, also a pastor of one of our largest churches here in Indianapolis, about things that they are doing with churches, alternatives churches can take. Absolutely. So Pastor Jeffrey Johnson, he is uh, streaming live as we speak right now. Um, But I had an opportunity to hop on the phone with him yesterday afternoon to just get some words of encouragement from him, as well as tips that pastors can use who may not have access to um, this advanced technology to stream to their listeners. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into that conversation with Pastor Jeffrey Johnson of Eastern Star. Johnson, thank you so much for um, being available to speak with us about how um, this coronavirus or COVID-19 is impacting the church community. Um, how are you and your family holding up right now? Uh, actually, my family and I are doing fantastic. When we had a close friend of our family to, to pass, um, I believe yesterday morning from the coronavirus. So that's a young person too. So uh, we're, we're in prayer for uh, his family and, and I'm sure that God's going to see them through it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We will definitely keep them in our thoughts and our prayers. Um, this is just such an uncertain time, you know, with so many different things going on. And normally people look to their their faith and specifically to their church um, to help them during this time. But what is the impact of COVID-19 on Eastern Star specifically? What have you seen? Well, it's had a tremendous impact uh, because, as you just stated, so many people um, really put their confidence in the church and in the clergy and in the causes of Christ through particular ministries. And so a lot of people pull on us for both their faith and their hope, but also for their physical help, for food, for clothes, for somewhere to stay and those kind of things. And so... um, we're fortunate enough that we've had enough resources that we could use technology to get the message out and to get the word out and to give direction. And, and many of our staff can work from home. We, we literally had to close our offices down and our care center mm-hmm. down, but we're still working, but we're just working without the facility, which is uh it's a challenge, but we've been able to, to kind of address it and still get people's needs met. Absolutely, which is incredible because so many people, you know, do rely on you all you, with the Rock Initiative and with all of the different things that you do for the community. Um, you mentioned about using technology to connect with members, which is incredible. But what word of advice would you have for pastors and clergy 
whose congregations don't have that type of resources, um, what can they do to help keep their members engaged and encouraged um, in lieu of using technology right now? Yeah, and it's not the first time that the church has had to function without a high level of technology. God's been so kind to Eastern Star Church and and our team, and they're very knowledgeable and and the resources that are the generosity of our people have put us in a position to operate at such a level. But when we gave our faith to Jesus Christ, uh, it wasn't through technology. It was through our faith in him and trust in God. Mm. And that's what ministries need to do. This is not the first time in the judo Christian tradition, uh, even in the Babylonian captivity, when Israel was conquered and taken back into Babylon, that's when synagogue, they couldn't get to the temple. The temple had been destroyed. So they couldn't get to that physical building and synagogues came into existence and, and Hebrew people, the people of God began to meet in their homes and in their communities together and worship in in the early church. You can catch the rest of that conversation. We are going to have the entire thing on our website um, later on this afternoon, but um, pastor Jackson, we have about 30 seconds left. Give us a word of encouragement for the people on today. Well, I would say have faith in God. He didn't bring us this far to leave us and he will show up. Absolutely. Pastor Jackson, uh, you are a man on time. We asked you to keep that one short and quick Mm -hmm. so we can get out of here on time. And you did just that. We thank you for joining us here this morning on the air and uh, giving us words words of encouragement and letting us know that there are proper and good alternatives uh, in the interest of our health. Sir, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Pastor Jackson. Thank you to everyone who called in this morning from Employ Indy, His Place Eatery, Horizons House, uh, Sharon Mason, uh, Eric Armstrong of Her Hair Company, uh, of course, Pastor Jeff Johnson, and all of the employers, including CVS and Cato Foods, who let us know that they are hiring right now during this pandemic. I'm Cameron Riddle, Ebony Chappelle. Thank you so much for your hard work today. Absolutely. And our Community Affairs Director, Tina Cosby, thank you for sitting in with us uh, once again as we continue to do this community service for the people who are looking to get through this and survive it. We'll hear more from you tomorrow live at one, right? Uh, Yes, indeed. I'll be right there. All right. Over on WTLC AM 1310 and 92.7 FM The Light. I'll see you tomorrow on RTV6 and Ebony is always in the streets. She'll see you everywhere somewhere. I will see you guys on Facebook Live because I am social distancing, but y'all have a great Sunday and a positive week. All right. We are socially (laughs) distant. This is The Open Line Show. Peace.